0: Certainly want to be kicking it through the corner, there's an intercept for Crichton, Crichton he's away, is he away with the Premiership? Stephen Crichton scores, a try now in three finals. Yeah it was just the wrong pass, they actually had Gagai in the hole and didn't need to throw it to the winger. What if I told you that the percentage of passing it to the winger was 20%? And the percentage of passing it to the centre, Dan Gagai, was 40%. As the coach, you'd want to run the play to Gagai or to the centre, right? So, why am I telling you this? This is the next step of NRL's growth by using NFL's methods to be able to leverage analytics to improve the game from a player, coach, and a fan perspective. Welcome to Behind the Point Podcast. I'm your host, Vangeli from VK Analytics. This is your one-stop podcast for sports analytics with an Aussie twist. Now, why should the NRL leverage themselves with the NFL's current techniques and models and uses of analytics to improve their game? Well, first of all, the NFL is 20 or 30 years ahead of NRL and will never be able to get to the stage where they are at. So, why not use... A couple of things to what they use in order to improve the game drastically from an analytical point of view which is going to help not only improve the game for the fans it's going to help improve player development and coach development the nfl is a structured game similar to the nrl the nfl you have to get a first down and you only have four downs to do so where in the nrl you have six tackles to get as far as you can um before either kicking or scoring etc so Compared to any other sport in Australia, say the AFL, the AFL is not a structured game. It's 20 minutes each quarter, score as many points as you can, the winner is decided by the most amount of points. There is no rule in place in that sport where you have to hit some sort of target in order to continue the attacking play um, or the defensive play even. So that for me is why the NRL is unique and how it should be using the nfl's techniques to help leverage its game better here so how can the nrl use the nfl as a blueprint in order to improve and leverage its game in the australian market over the years to come well i believe there's two main reasons that can be the stepping stones in order to improve the game drastically first of which instant communication from coaches to players now in the nrl in order for the coach to deliver a message to the player, it has to go through a trainer or the water boy, um, And to get that message across, it will take up to 10, 20 or even 30 seconds to be able to kind of change their play or the way they're playing on the fly. Now in the NFL, one attacking player and one defensive player have speakers in their headphones. And they don't have microphones, so they can't speak to them but they have constant communication with the coach those communications are cut off 15 seconds before the play is run so it doesn't allow the coach to completely control the game of the quarterback or of the defensive backs but it allows them to think of things on the fly be able to change their tactics from an offensive and a defensive point of view this is how the game is improving what has been for for a while for the nfl and this is something that can the NRL can use to, in order to improve their game. So what if we could put a speaker or a little uh, earpiece in one player on the team, right, for NRL? And communications are cut off after the second tackle. Watch how much the game will change with just that instant communication from the coach to the player. If the attacking team is on the defending team's goal line, well, you're going to have that communication from the coach to deliver a play either on the third, the fourth or even the fifth tackle. Right, So it's going to allow the halfback or whoever is in control to be able to dictate that play then and there. The coach doesn't have to wait for the trainer, he doesn't also have to wait to half time. they can all make some adjustments and improvements there if something is not working. As we see with many games, we see teams that have good defensive structures on their goal line are able to read plays better or even cover their plays better and defend their line so if the defensive team can do that well why can't the attacking team change their mentality or change the way they're moving forward it's just they don't know what to do until they get to that kind of break or they get that some sort of communication later on in the game and by then it could even be too late already so by doing that it's going to improve the game drastically it's going to make it more tactic tactical for you know for the players um, and for the coaches. But from a fan point of view, it's going to slow the game down a lot. It's going to make the game a lot more tactically driven. And personally, with the way the game's run now, the fast pace of the game, it's going to slow it down. It's going to make it more enjoyable to watch. You know, you, you can only do so much. Uh, the best players have the best instincts. And of course, a lot of these players are instinct driven. But by having some sort of plan in place, you're going to see teams, even, you know, even teams that have poor attacking displays. Are going to be able to change that mid-game um, just from that instant communication. So the second reason or the second technique that the NRL can use is running plays on probability percentage. Now what do I mean by that? Well the NFL has a completion probability percentage on each of their plays um, from their partners of next-gen stats. Now what? next-gen stats look at? Well, they look at one question. What are the chances a pass will be completed based on the unique factors of the play? So there's up to more than 10 play unique stats that they correlate in order to create a percentage, but for the quarterback to throw to a receiver or even pass it off to a running back uh, for a first down, what are some factors that come into play? So these are just some factors that i have taken off the web and These are factors that they use to determine these probability percentages. First off is air distance. The greater the air distance, the lower the the chance of the play being completed. Receiver separation. The more open the receiver is, greater chance of the completed play. Sideline distance. If the receiver is closer to the sideline, less chance of success of the pass happening. Pass-rush separation, the closer the defender comes to the quarterback, the less chance he has of completing the play. Passer speed, the faster the quarterback is moving, the less chance of completion. And what they do is they work out an expected completion percentage, which is a percentage of passes the average quarterback is expected to complete their attempts, and then a CPOE, um, which is completion percentage minus expected completion percentage, compares the quarterback the quarterback to the average quarterback completion so by using that as a fan we're able to say what are some percentage plays that have occurred or have happened live and how have they come off you you will see like 10 20 plays you know coming off really well and quite frankly you're going to see 40 50 plays being used because they've got the highest chance of success and as a fan we do see that on you know live broadcasts but from a coach They've got that data in front of them they're going to try and leverage their attacking sets in order to make those plays in order to complete those plays so it's better from a coach point of view as well defensively they're going to be able to kind of use what what data they have and what plays they're losing out on those first downs so they're going to be able to restructure their team defensively a lot better by having that data available so now let's put that into an nrl perspective All right? how can nrl use this next-gen st- next-gen stats format to improve their game well instead of a completion probability there will be a try scoring probability right and it'll be the what are the chances that a trial will be scored on this play based on the factors of the play so here are some few things that that they can use to kind of come up with with this sort of percentage how many defenders are on the opposite side of the play of the ball compared to the attacking players so obviously if there's more attacking players and defensive players There's going to be more chance of the attacking team scoring. Separation between the defender and the person with the ball. Of course, the closer the defender is to the person with the ball, the less chance of the pass or the try being scored. Overload play at a certain point. So again, alluding back to the first point. Sideline distance. So the the closer the winger is to the sideline, the less chance of him scoring. Uh, Does the defender jump out? So we see with a lot of wingers, they come off the line. This can be a factor used. So if the defender jumps out, well the probability of a certain play running, of course, a grubber in behind will be a lot more high percentage play than what an over-the-top pass would be to the winger. There'll be a high chance of interception. Defender fake out on the decoy run. So does the defender draw attention to the decoy? Uh, depending on the player's vertical um, and the factors above, is a bomb kick preferred or a grubber kick? So, you know, just from first look, Xavier Coates has a really high vertical jump against Brian Toho. He's probably got a better chance of scoring a bomb kick rather than a grubber kick. However, if you put Jason Saab with Xavier Coates, there's less chance of Xavier Coates actually scoring from a bomb kick because of his defender. Now, there are just some factors in how a try scoring probability percentage can be used to improve The attacking side of the game and it can also improve the defensive side of the game so from a coaching point of view you can tell that this would be hugely beneficial to them you know not only for training but for gameplay as well and even for crucial moments having some sort of leeway to be able to use data to help make better decisions could allow teams to get better results now if you're Wayne Bennett in that situation and you have a computer telling you that the best percentage play was to throw it to the center rather than the winger, you know you're going to play, run that play. You're going to communicate to the player that you want to communicate to within the first tackle. We're going to run this play on the third tackle and get a line break or we'll give ourselves the best chance of getting a line break. So that's hugely beneficial for a coach. For the players too, it's hugely beneficial for them for their development. You know, halfbacks that have struggled to be able to structure the team for that, that given play or to change the attack in order to get a result. You know, having this data available is going to make it a lot easier for them to not only, you know, in crucial moments make better decisions, but just overall as a player they're going to be able to make better decisions through this data, through percentage plays. And finally, from a fan point of view, this is going to make the game more tactical, it's going to slow the game down, and it's going to make it more enjoyable to watch. Now, last season we saw so many blowouts and because the good teams were just so much better than the poor teams just from a defensive and an attacking standpoint. Now, if you had data available on how to score against the best defense in the game, you're going to want to use that. You're going to want to use the best percentage play to at least keep the game close or to at least score against them. So that's going to increase, you know, that's going to decrease the amount of blowouts, I think. And secondly, it's going to allow the game to slow down quite dramatically because teams are going to focus on that high percentage play with that data available, which means they're going to prepare for that one play only or even two plays. So by not having to do so many dummy half runs or to catch teams offside, they're going to rather structure the whole attack to make that play work. Alternatively, for a defensive point of view, they're going to know what their weaknesses are in those percentage plays. So. You're going to see a lot of defenses structure, you know, their team to be able to not concede those tries through those through those plays being run. They're going to have a better outlook on how to defend good offensive teams. So, overall, from a coaching, playing, and a fan base point of view, these are just two ways in which the NRL can use the NFL as a blueprint to change its game and to grow um, to the game it can be in the next decade or so. So I hope you thoroughly enjoyed that podcast guys. If you want to see any of my sports data visualizations or connect with me on Twitter, feel free to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at VK Analytics.